Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another semi-fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is a hollowed-out shell <laughs> of a man <laughs> named Charlie Thompson. It's his body's name, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> He's so de- depressed right now. I'm so no longer here. I succeeded because... My job today was to make sure that Charlie was depressed and I succeeded. So now I've got a burst of happiness all of a sudden, you know, yeah. feel pretty good. It's what toxic people do. <laughs> so as soon as, they can, as soon as they can trample you down enough, then all of a sudden they get excited. I know. I know. They just got to push you and far like, enough down. And then I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, yeah. geez, snap uh-huh. out of it. Come on. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of of the week when we want to. Are you drunk right now? Every single day of the week. Every single day of the week. I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. It's Monday. I've got a case of the Mondays. Are you drinking again? No. Do we need to have an intervention live on the show? No, but if you want... I could start drinking again, and then we could do that. Maybe the numbers will be better. That'd be fine. Yeah, sure, that'd be fine. <laughs> anyway, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your children. They won't do it. There's just no reason it. to ask them. No, they they should They're do, not it. do it. You should tell someone. No, uh, that they should listen to Good Morning Actually, don't Liberty. Don't <laughs> Stop telling people. Stop telling people about the podcast. We can't take any. Actually, keep doing what you're doing, which is nothing. <laughs> what are you? T- <laughs> I feel like you're actually going to inspire someone to change yeah, today. Probably. That's what you're doing. Now, you know what's not going to change, Charlie, yeah. is, is the United States Congress. I'm changing <laughs> yeah. today. I'm yeah. going full liberal. I'm over not being supported. You are over it. Yeah. I bet if you yell at them join some a more, camp. it'll work. I'm going to join a camp where at least their people get behind their voices, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You want to you want to become a what you going to go Democrat or just full? We could go full Probably right Democrat. wing. It seems like the the podcasts on the left do the yeah. best. You think they have the most amount of supporters? Who? People are actually Who's like, even a podcast on the left. They, Who's a podcast? They even have you. Do you want to have this conversation? Who's a podcast? Pod on the Save left? America. Like never what? heard of her. Really. Never heard of her it's like before. The number one political podcast. I've only ever seen anything about that. Because There's also the last podcast on the left. Look at the chart. When's the last time you look at the charts? All leftists. <laughs> I don't think that's true. It is true. 
I don't know about that. that. Can we get a, a can we get a search? Can we get a fact check on this? I'm I'm someone fact check. I'm taking the Charlie audience right now. I'm taking the Liberty audience and I'm raking them over the coals right we now. We can go far right <laughs> if you want to. No. Like far, far right. No, I'd rather go far left, you know, because I don't want people to see the camps coming. <laughs> you can at least act like you're a good person exactly. during that time. Yeah. Act I like a compassionate on person, the back. but never a- actually have to do anything exactly. to help anyone. I mean, people on the left have these these kid Twitter shills, you know, out there. Oh, yeah. But you can yeah. never do anything wrong. That's I want somebody in my kids. corner that's like, I, you can never do anything wrong. I think the problem with libertarians is that we feel bad when we do things that are gross, you know, like use children to our advantage, you know, that kind of thing, or like easily manipulate. I think the problem is libertarians people. suck. <laughs> that's the actual problem. I think this is going to work. I really love your strategy yeah. right now. It's mm-hmm. great. You know what happened is we were aligned with the... Uh, at the with the libertarian party because you joined the party and so we dropped about 33 percent you know because that's in line so anyway anyhow anyhow i think i am drunk today you know what happened over the weekend charlie it was not what we wanted to happen i was so pumped about the united states freaking government shutting down you knew that wasn't going to happen. I kind of thought it was going to happen for at least a couple days because we would be able to see people crying in the streets da- dogs and cats Living yeah. together. Now you I know, know you're lying through your teeth. I know you're lying through your teeth because you would never believe something like that. I thought it was going to shut down for a minute. What is ha- What is happening? I don't know. Everything's backwards. Why? It just is. <laughs> I really like, thought it was going to shut down. You had some hope that the government was going to shut down. Something's fishy here. At the end of the day, luckily, luckily, you know what happened? They had some bipartisanship, mm. which we know is about the worst possible thing. Yeah. Anytime... They agree on something and you get a lot of people that vote for something, you know that it's really bad. You know, it's real bad. It's just not the way that it would work. So they, they did pass a, uh, a CR, that's what they call her. Mm. Okay. That will allow the government to stay open until mid November, unfortunately, buying legislators more time to settle on a spending package to fund the government for the upcoming fiscal year, which they won't do. And then we'll be, we'll be talking about a shutdown uh, come mid November. In the House, the bill passed 335 to 91. And in the Senate, it was 88 to 9. Mm. And that's how you know that it's not good. Uh, the CR, the continuing resolution keeps overall spending levels at 2023 levels, which is great because that's what year it is. Though it does not resolve the impasse over whether Congress will continue supplying military and humanitarian aid to, to Ukraine. To Nazis. <laughs> So they ended up leaving the funding out of the final bill. I believe the Senate version had like 45 bill in it. And then the House, they they took it out. Okay. And they left the spending alone, made sure they didn't cut anything else, but they took out the Ukraine funding and then all the, then, then everyone voted for it. You know, Democrats voted for it because they felt like they had to. And also apparently... There's uh, some indication that the House is going to have an up or down, yes or no vote on approving funding for Ukraine. So just a real quick vote, which I think will pass, and they will keep sending the money to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So um, basically... Otherwise, Ukraine's going to out the Biden. (laughs) Basically, nothing changed. Um, And I'll tell you one one thing. So it, it ended up being that this big fight was over the Ukraine funding in the bill and like that's the line in the sand people have drawn and i just wanted to make a point about how over time our expectations 
get pushed further and further down and how the goalpost has moved further and further over time. Because this time around, we were supposed to be fighting about Social Security and Medicare and overall government funding and all that. And since so many people are upset about the Ukraine money, which they should be, okay, since so many people are upset Honestly, about that. I, I don't think anybody cares. Well, constituents, when you look at the numbers, people are quickly uh, losing their support for things like sending money to Ukraine. And that ended up being the big thing that people were fighting about. And so they had to take it out and then just leave everything else the same. Then you don't want to touch any of the things that are really the problem. Listen, I don't want to give any more money to Ukraine, but at the at the end of the day, the amount of money they're talking about giving is like nothing compared to our actual problems that we have. And they've what they do is they coalesce around this thing that everyone's talking about, which is the Ukraine thing. And it's like the big, bright, shiny object that they're going to fight about. And then they fight over this and they decide not to do it, which they're still going to do it in like a week anyway. And then they just pass all the other funding that we have. And that's how it happens. There's the goalposts moved. We're mm. not going to talk about Social Security, not going to talk about anything else. Now it's like, oh, if you don't spend this $45 billion on Ukraine, then everything else the government does is fine. Which $45 billion is like nothing. It's like one percent. Three days worth of spending for the government. one you percent know? of <laughs> so, their four and a half trillion dollars <laughs> they spend every year. So anyway, uh, that's, that's what ended up happening. Um, there's some... There's some fighting going on amongst McCarthy and Matt Gates uh, right now. Gates says he's going to try to get rid of McCarthy. I don't know if he'll actually be able to do it. I generally don't care about any of the stuff going on in Congress because they're all terrible. And I mean, there's like three good people out there. Like the infighting group? Yeah. If Listen, if there was a... <laughs> it's all for showmanship. Yeah. I was trying to, I was about to say something that I was wondering if like the Secret Service were going to show up or something, but listen, if a bomb went off at the Capitol. If. If a bomb went off. Hypothetically. Yeah. I would first check to see if anyone I cared about was there and it would be like Thomas Massey and Rand Paul and maybe like one or two other people potentially. And as long as, if they weren't there, I would turn the TV off and I'd go back to sleep. Like I just <laughs> wouldn't care, you yeah. know? Honestly, it'd be the best sleep I ever got, I would say. Mm. Okay. So that's how I feel about Congress. Hey, you be careful how you... Is that a little that. bit too far? I, I don't know how to make a bomb. I've I never made a bomb before. I don't think so. Can you say bomb on a podcast? I, I guess so. Okay. Can somebody listen to it on an airplane, though? <laughs> I don't know. Like, without headphones. Like, if it was loud enough. Uh, you probably can't. Mm. <laughs> so, uh... Can you say that word in Oklahoma City? <laughs> there's one other thing... Um, we could talk about on the macro scale, which we've talked about before. And that's why it's so easy to get Democrats. Well, I mean, look, you got all the Democrats to vote for this thing and a bunch of the Republicans. And then these House Freedom Caucus people or some of your far right Republican extremists, you know, those people. Um, Domestic terrorists yeah. are inside the House. Yeah. They were still trying to stop this whole thing. And what I realized, which we've talked about before, is that like Democrats... And a bunch of the Republicans, basically anytime the leadership decides to do something, they all just kind of fall in line and do it, you know? Yeah, because like, otherwise they're not going to get funding. Yeah, I mean, they just, and it's like, you got socialist members, like, yeah, you got like AOC type people, 
You got people like uh, Jamal Bowman out there uh, that we'll talk about soon. Um, you got super socialist people, but they'll vote along with the Democratic establishment anytime that they're asked to, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's because they're always, at least they're always moving together towards more government at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. What's you, cool, though, just you, you see where Bowman pulled the fire alarm? <laughs> yeah. And we'll be talking about that. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's what's real cool. Um, now, that was an accident. Mm. You know, he he didn't know what was going to... He was trying to open a door, okay? And unfortunately, he got dogs... Pulled the wrong handle. Barking downstairs, person trying to get in. Luckily, there's no fire alarm outside the door. He'd be trying to pull it to get mm. in right now. You know, so luckily, you can't get in the door. That's right. Um, but yeah, we have... Uh, we, can, we can skip on to Bowman. Bowman pulled the fire alarm. This is when they were... Uh, about to vote, voting was beginning. He was going, leaving the Cannon office building. Okay. So he's leaving this building, not exactly connected directly to the Capitol, but there are these underground tunnels apparently that, uh, that connect them. He said, define fire alarm is what he said. <laughs> define fire alarm. Uh, it's a, a red box on the wall and it says, push in, pull down. It says fire real big on it. Okay, there's a picture of him pulling the fire alarm. We know that. Uh, we we look at the doorway that he was going through here. You do have emergency exit only. Now, apparently this door was normally available to walk through. I'm not sure what happened. You got signs on the door, says emergency exit only, push until alarm sounds. Three seconds, I guess you hold it for three seconds. And then it says the door will unlock in 30 seconds. But that's not even what he did. He pulled the fire alarm over here. This one. It looks just like the the button you press to exit. Yeah. Even the one that says that an alarm will sound if you try to go through it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he wasn't worried about that alarm. Or maybe he pushed it. There was an alarm. And he was like, well, maybe if I pull this one, it'll create like a double alarm kind of thing. That cancels each other out. Like like math. Mm -hmm. But math is racist and he's black. And so the alarm so went off. not his fault. No, that was the thing. That's what happened. Uh, Trump, we'll read Trump's statement and then read what Bowman had to say for himself. Go ahead, Donald Charlie. J. Trump, he truthed. He truthed this out. Will Congressman Jamal Bowman be prosecuted and imprisoned for very dangerously pulling and setting off the main fire alarm system in order to stop a congressional vote that was going on in D.C.? His egregious act is covered on tape a horrible display of nerve and criminality. It was a very dangerous obstruction of an official proceeding, the same as used against our J6 prisoners. Actually, his act may have been worse. He must suffer their same fate. When will his trial begin? <laughs> it sounds like he just wants to hang a black man. <laughs> you know? That's what it was. This that is, was a this racist. is an example of yeah. lynching. Yes, it, it was. This yeah. Is, yeah. That is a racist post right mm-hmm. there, if I ever saw one. Now, I get it. He's probably talking this up a little bit. We know that this was not as bad as J6, and we apologize for saying anything that could harm any of the cherished memories of the people that weren't lost that day, except for the one protester who was yep. uh, you know, unarmed and killed mm-hmm. uh, that day. Uh, but 
I don't think it's quite the same thing. Now, as we all know, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, but you can pull a fire alarm in a crowded building. Uh, that's totally fine. Will, will he get in trouble? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he'll get in trouble because he is claiming to be an idiot on his page. And if you claim complete ignorance, I ignorance, I mean, you just make yourself to be a, a flat-out ignoramus. Don't know shit from shamrocks. He's just ignorant. Congressman Bowman. Then potentially, you won't get in trouble for it. If you're just like, hey, I seriously am the dumbest person in the world, and I don't know how to use fire alarms or doors even though I used to be a middle school principal and do fire alarm drills all the time. Um, from the office of Bowman, he wants to personally clear up any confusion surrounding today's events where there's a picture of him pulling a fire alarm. Okay. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that's usually open for votes, but today would not open. I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking that it would open the door. I regret this and That's sincerely... Yeah, you just pull down yeah. the thing. I mean, I get it. You pull down the fire alarm. You'd expect there'd be something in the system that would say, all right, there's a fire. All the doors need to unlock. But also, I believe that sign said it would take 30 seconds, and I'm pretty sure when he pulled it down, the fire alarms went off. He ran to another door and went out of that one because he thought there was a fire. <laughs> You know, what are you going to do? The alarm's going off. Yeah. He was scared. Okay. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion <clears throat> this caused. He's apologized for your confusion mm. in what he did. Mm -hmm. uh, he wants to be very clear. Which, which means is, he's lying. Yes. <laughs> this was not me, which means it was. In any way, it wasn't a way. Trying to delay any vote. It delayed the vote. So... The argument is between whether or not he was intentionally trying to delay a vote. And my assumption was he was trying to delay the vote because it was so close to a government shutdown that by the time they evacuated everything and got everyone back in, they realized that there was no fire, that the government would be shut down, even if it was for like an hour. And the Democrats would say, oh, so yeah, there was another government shutdown that happened on the Republican. But that's really stupid. You know? It's almost as stupid as thinking that you should pull a fire alarm to get a door to open, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm not sure if it's that dumb. Well, let's see. I was originally trying uh, to get to a vote, which I ultimately did and join my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. I also met after the vote with the sergeant at arms and the Capitol police at their request and explained what had happened. My hope is that no one will make more of this than it was. I'm sure that's your hope. I'm working hard every day, including today to have a functional brain that knows not to do really, really stupid things. And he also says to do my job, to do it well and deliver for my constituents. Peace and love at the end. So. Yep. We believe you. As uh, many people have said, and I, I said on Twitter yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, you have two options, Charlie. Either one, you think that this person tried to intentionally obstruct an official proceeding by pulling a fire alarm and evacuating the buildings to slow down the vote. Or two, you think that he is so stupid. You have to believe that he is so stupid 
that he thought that pulling down a fire alarm would be the best way to get an emergency door to open so he could go vote and didn't realize what that it was mistakenly thinking that it would open the door on his part. It seems like they need to have some kind of training. Because if, if there's an actual fire there, it feels like they don't know what to do. No. Yeah. What What would you do? I. They don't know. No clue. I mean, it's possible he could be that dumb considering... He's you know, a socialist. People like Hank Green are in there thinking Guam's... Hank gonna, Johnson. Hank Johnson. Yeah. Think Guam's going to tip over. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's possible. Did you see what happened in New York, though? Now that all those immigrants have been going there, I read NASA scientists... They said New York started sinking mm. lately. Not because of the immigrants. I've connected those two using Hank Johnson. But, you know, it's, an, it's a place built on trash. You know, it's a, it's a trash island. It's a trash <laughs> peninsula, whatever, whichever it yeah. is. It's a landfill. Anyway, NASA scientists are saying that it's starting to sink like 0. .06 inches every, uh, every couple of years or something like mm. that. I don't know. I'm just looking forward to it, whatever it is. So it's going to be underwater. <laughs> That's what's happening. More people you put on that trash, you know, it's going to keep sinking down. Okay, well, let's talk about something that's actually important. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life, and we don't really know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs a little help. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. I've done therapy in the past, and honestly, it helped me quite a bit. I've told you guys that. And our co-host, Charlie, still using BetterHelp. He loves it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. As you probably heard, they did, uh, Newsom did appoint someone to uh, take, uh, what was her name? Dead lady, Diane Feinstein. Feinstein. Yeah. Feinstein. Feinstein. It's not Feinstein. Mm. So, so you got to say Ein both times. Orin both times. Whichever Ein. one. Uh, Diane Feinstein. They, they, he appointed LaFonza Butler, who uh, lives in Maryland, uh, but is going to switch her registration to California now that she's getting appointed to be a senator from California. Um, She'll n- serve her constituents well. <laughs> Newsom. She knows exactly what they need. Well, now there's something very important that Newsom pointed out. And his uh, tweet about this, his announcement, she's like the first black lesbian. Okay. And so you got to, there's that, Mm. you know, that's very important for the Senate. Yes. Okay. Uh, So all the black lesbians in California finally have someone to represent them. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, Which is the majority of Californians. She she used to be a California resident. I believe she went to work in Washington, D.C., probably laundering money. For different people. Yeah. And for buy, black lesbian like, organizations. Yeah. Buying off different people. And now she's going to come back to California where if, uh, luckily some of the people that she has bought off and the wheels that she's been greasing for a little bit. She used to work for Kamala Harris's campaign. So we know she's terrible at her job. Mm. Okay. And so I think she's going to do great. But she's got some big connections. And that's what Gavin Newsom cares about because eventually he's going to be running for president. And so it's very important. She's connected to some uni- unions, black and gay. Win, 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 win. Yeah. 
That's, for everyone. This sounds, <clears throat> yeah, this sounds promising. <laughs> I mean, it's, for her. It's California. Promising so. for her. No, that's great for her. Yeah. It's all about who you know and who you blow. <laughs> well, in her case, Glenn Greenwald Gavin's uh, wife talked about this the other uh he posted this last night I believe. This is in Canada. This isn't in the US, okay? Canada. This is from canada.canada. <laughs> All right, the Canadian government armed with one of the world's most repressive online censorship schemes announces that all online streaming services that offer podcasts must formally register with the government to permit regulatory controls. Mm. It's starting. We've been asking why for a while people weren't controlling podcasts. It was one of the last refuges for just totally free speech, you know? And it looks like it's going to be starting with Canada. If you want to read some through here, just... Now, listen, they're just having you register, Charlie. It's that's, not a big deal. That's it. They're not going to control you. They just want all of your information mm -hmm. registered with the government. Okay. Yeah. So the CRTC, which is Canada's FCC, uh, is advancing its regulatory plan to modernize Canada's broadcasting framework and ensure online streaming services make meaningful contributions to Canadian and Indigenous content. On May 12th, 2023, the CRTC launched its first public consultations after thoroughly examining all the evidence on the public record, including over 200 interventions, the CRTC is issuing its first two decrees, uh, decisions, sorry. <laughs> um, first, the CRTC is setting out which online streaming services need to provide information about their activities in Canada. Online streaming services that operate in Canada offer, offer broadcasting content and earn $10 million or more in annual revenues will need to complete a registration form by November 28th of this year. Mm. Registration collects basic information, is only required once, and can be completed in just a few easy steps. Well, that's not bad. And for just five easy payments mm -hmm. of $129,999. It's the streamlined potential tyranny down the road. It's not potential. Here, here's what this is going to be. It's going to be a licensing system. You're going to have to fill out this registration. And that's fine. Right now, they're just collecting information from people. So this is online streaming services that offer podcasts, and they make more than $10 million a year. So you're going to have to register. And eventually, sorry, people in Canada, people who host misinformation or disinformation. You know, if you allowed people to post about how Canada, the government, had just recognized a literal Nazi in their parliament... If you put out that kind of Russian propaganda on your podcast, well, they might have to do something about that registration slash license that yep. they've allowed you to have. Okay. No, I mean, I don't know anything else. Trucking, you know, the, the trucker protests probably yeah. don't want people talking about that. Mm. You know, no. these people believe in free speech mm -hmm. and democracy, democracy. It's very yeah. important. It's fundamental. Mm hmm. So, Democracy is when you control people's speech. That's that's what I've heard before. And of course, we're just some crazy libertarians saying that this is what's going to happen down the road. And as most libertarians are, uh, we're we're never right about something that's going to happen a few years down the road. Mm -hmm. I know, as as everyone here knows. Mark Nate's words. <laughs> some quick facts about this. Social media services must register. However, users do not. 
Online services that offer podcasts must register. However, individuals who use social media to share podcasts do not. Online services that only provide video game services or audiobooks do not have to register. Hmm. Hmm. A list of registered services will be published on the CRTC's website. That way you know who's got a license to operate mm-hmm. these services. You got to know. So you can trust them. I wonder and they're going to sh- be bonded and insured too. <laughs> I wanted to show you one thing uh, from earlier before we part ways for the day and make this kind of a shorter, shorter episode. Mm-hmm. I found this to be very important. This this here chart. I I tweeted, I X'd, I posted about this over the weekend. And it's federal government spending per person. So if you look at the amount of money that they're spending, you know, what they're doing per person, I think it's pretty important. Uh, it could be on medical services or whatever. I don't know. You tell me. Terrorists. Whatever stuff that the government does. Fighting terrorists around the world. Now, these are in 2023 dollars. All right. This is not a non-inflation adjusted chart. These are all currently adjusted for our, our, the current value of our money. <clears throat> in the year 1980, they were spending just a little bit over $9,000 per person. The government was. Including kids? I don't, I don't know if it includes kids or not. <laughs> I'm not sure. And that's to provide things that make our life better, you know? Roads. That's to help us. Roads. Roads, police, you know? firemen. Yeah. Okay. And so now... We, what would we do without roads? Now it's about $19,500 per person. And so since 1980, the, the amount of spending that the government does per person adjusted for inflation. I'm not using 1980 numbers here. Gone up like 110%. Today's numbers is more than doubled since then. I feel like it's the spending that's the problem. It's not mm. it's not that we're not taxing enough. It's not any of that stuff. It's honestly it's the billionaires not paying their fair share. That's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greed. It's definitely greed. It's greed. <laughs> we have a society runs off <clears throat> greed. Mm. That video did pretty well on Twitter. Did you see that? Yeah. X. You you were like, What's Twitter? That's why are you talking about this long time th- ago? All right, man, let's go. That's what I was thinking. That's it. Yeah, that's all we got to... What's this best libertarian podcast of 2023? <laughs> um, seriously, it's time to, time to go, you know? Gotta um, go. There's no vote for that? No, no. The people have voted, and they have said good morning, Liberty. That's why they need to go to our, uh, our social stuff. Yeah, oh. Our social stuff. And hit share. Go, yeah. And hit retweet. Actually, I'm, I'm not going to ask people to do that anymore. Why not? Because I don't want them to. You don't want fact to if tell you anyone. have shared the show. I want you to take it back. <laughs> Go back to the previous post and hit and undo it. Yeah. And block us actually. <laughs> yeah. And Better. never listen to another meet, episode. Meet our accounts. Yes. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> um, especially if you've shared it with the children, you need to go back to the children and be like, look, I made a mistake. Yeah. 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 These guys are evil. <laughs> actually should never listen to a word they say. I like it. So, uh, here's the thing. I don't want you to do anything. And if you don't, then we'll be back again tomorrow um, to not do anything again. So until then, I hope you have a... I don't actually... Until then, I just hope you have a day. I hope you survive until tomorrow's episode. I hope you have a day. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll be back. And good morning, Liberty. Liberty. <laughs>